0: Welcome to Three from the Seven, Relics' weekly news podcast, chronicling three of our biggest news stories from the past seven days. My name is Rafaela kenny Sincata. I am the associate editor at Relics Magazine. I am joined, as always, by Karina Reichman. We got a lot to talk about, but the main thing to talk about are these two gentlemen on my right and left, if you're watching at home. Mr. Sean Eccles, Mr. Andy Frasco. What the- up? Yeah. Woo! Thank you. Yes! Yes! Big win. Both of which Big of- lavish yes. studio up in this bitch <laughs> right now. Yes, I love it, right? y'all. I'm proud of y'all.
1: Y'all, f- look how many fucking cameras you got. Dog. Y'all are moving up in the podcast <laughs> yeah. world. Thank you.
0: Thank
1: you, man. I'm proud of y'all. This is exciting. Thanks for having me on.
0: Of course, dude. Sean, welcome. Thanks,
2: Thanks for adding another chair. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. For you, no problem. Thank Absolutely.
0: you. <laughs> and we got a lot of news to talk about. We're going to talk about some Neil Casal news. We're going to talk about the Black Crows. But our first story of the week involves you two fine gentlemen, because Andy Frasco and the UN have a <laughs> brand new record.
1: <laughs> I want to fuck of
0: this thing the whole time, dude. Andy's, <laughs> just, Andy's in front of buttons that make noises, and I am very concerned. <laughs> yeah, I don't, don't,
1: don't, yeah, no. You're more, doing anyways. great. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> so wait, tell me about the new record, dog.
1: Yeah, we uh, we put out a record. We uh, Dave Schools produced half of it, and uh, Kenny Carkeet from AWOL Nation produced half of it. So I wanted to get both sides, and yeah, we're, I'm making a record for mental health. I'm trying to write a whole record about how. We could um, find a way to have an open communication about anxiety and uh, therapy, and people are afraid to talk about therapy and talk about how they're, what they're feeling inside. It's depressing feelings because social media has been fucking us with that, and we only have to put happy stuff and good stuff and. Life's not all about that, so I wanted to make a record about that.
0: Yeah, the record's called Keep On Keeping On. It's out April 24th, and I think that's just, like, an amazing title in general because I think all of us are just trying to keep on keeping on.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, shit, I, I found therapy about five months ago. I was going through, you know, I was doing coke every night and, like, having one-night stands and just... Just living in the in the moment if it like is how cliche that sounds, but uh <laughs> just but it's, living for
0: today. Yeah, no. <laughs> just it
1: you know, when you do two hundred and fifty shows a year, that means you're doing Coke two hundred and fifty days a year and you're doing uh you're fucking that much as well. So it's like uh it it's makes it you you have to realize why you're doing it. Are you lonely? Are you suppressing who you are and stuff? So I um had to ask some hard questions like why am I Doing this to myself, so I started writing poetry, and uh, I wrote these um, little blogs. And from there, I was like, "Whatever I could use for the record, because I I do it with my podcast, you know, talk about all the things, uh, you know, mental health related. So I wanted to do it with our music too. So instead of writing songs like "Blame It on the Pussy" and <laughs> "Smoking Dope and Rock and Roll," we're actually trying to write. um you know, we're just trying to make people think about another side of life that yeah. it's misunderstood.
0: It's nice. And you guys keep a balance with that, too, because it's by no means. We a, still
1: play Blame it exactly. on the yeah, we, we still
0: play mature as Your current tour is big something. You guys are flying through folding tables. Yeah, right? yeah right. I mean, yeah. That's, no, but I'm there's not, a balance. That's the
2: end and the end. there's songs with content now that actually say something that that's important. You know, every, anybody on the road, you know, need a self-evaluation about what you're up to and or just how you feel. I think it's it's awesome to open up the conversation. So, And I'm proud of my boy.
1: I'm proud of you, bro. Oh, Thank man. you so much. Oh, man. We're proud. The live studio audience. I'm maturing right now. They're through. proud of you. Everybody <laughs> in here <laughs>
0: just cheers across the room right now. I know. I like, know.
1: You're a musician. How hard is it to be vulnerable? Incredibly. Your, yeah. Like, Incredibly. What's your biggest? Thing that you're vulnerable about
3: i mean it's all i don't know i just feel like um you know going on the road and coming back it's like you're living two separate lives yeah. and that's what people kind of don't understand about you know what it is to be a touring musician yeah where you turn it on every night for two hours and you put so much out and then you come home and you know i don't play 250 shows a year but i've played 60 in the last four months you know but I mean? i'm trying to
1: catch up you've been playing music since you're like fucking 13 Sure, totally. So You've been gigging that much.
3: Yeah, but na- when you're like actually on the road and stuff, yeah. and I just find like when I come home, it takes a good amount of time to, uh, you know, readjust and like get your adrenaline levels, you know, because like I live for the two hours on stage.
1: Yeah.
2: You get used to it big time. Hugely, and you're kind of addicted to it. Incredibly. To you don't know what to do with, your, with yourself when so, you're just having <laughs> a melanite on the couch. And
3: exactly. <laughs> so, and I'll come home and I'll just be like, you know, oh, I'm so mentally and emotionally and physically exhausted. I can't wait to go to sleep early. And then Nope, midnight strikes, and, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <Red fucking laughs> and I'm like, yeah And I'm like, hello,
1: New York. Mosh pit in the living room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like,
3: <laughs>
1: but it's true, though. Like, I mean, I, they call it the dip day, right? You know, so like, you get home, you're still on adrenaline from a beautiful tour, then like, it's the second day where your brain's like, hey, I should be moving, I should be yeah. like, so like. Turning your brain on and off is probably the hardest thing about being a touring musician.
3: Wildly. And I find it very, like, you know, I have such a tight-knit crew. Uh, of, you know, in the Marco band and in my band, like, you know, just like our LD, Jeff Folkhausen shout out to Jeff and Julian Booker, shout out to the front of house, you know, like (laughs) we're all, we're so close and we see each other, you know, basically 24 hours a day, every day and then you go home and you're like, oh, whoa, whoa, okay. Like, how do you refill your soul with... Where's
2: my family? (laughs)
3: And where's my family? (laughs) (laughs) And my dear friends at home, it's all good and like, you know, it's just come, I don't know, I find that that, these ups and downs are, you know, what people don't understand—it uh, mm. makes it really tough in a lot of ways. Well,
1: you know? that's the beauty thing about Marco and how he how he dresses your backstage. How <laughs> yes. like you yeah. have a vibe, like yes. you feel like your your backstage is your home.
3: Absolutely. So you
1: have like a vinyl player. You have all your costumes. You got your fucking. Coffee. I heard he has an espresso. We have espresso machine. machine. I On got that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Tightest like fucking fun. party case, dude. Mm-hmm. That's like cool.
3: called Black Baca <laughs> because it is large, like Chewbacca, and it's
1: black. How big is it? Take up it's, half the trailer. Yes, it's big. Yes,
3: it's enormous. And then it swings open. It's a big road case. And yeah. Uh, yeah, it has three drawers, and then the top he screwed in a tube amp that just like you open it up and it's oh, already God. in there. Sick. And then there's a record player. My espresso machine next to it. <laughs> all you know that's why I love
1: Marco though because it's all about vibe it's all about vibe if you can't have a good setting when you're off that stage for those 15 hours that you're in the van and you're backstage and you could maybe have to go to a sound check at 2pm and you got 6 hours like that's gonna affect your whole show at 10 o'clock Absolutely. if the vibe isn't right.
3: I couldn't agree more. And he's so committed to the vibe. And yeah, shout out right. to Marco. Marco,
1: give no, oh, me, goes yeah. give a high five to Marco. Hey, hey. Give some applause.
3: Hey,
1: hey Marco! Dr. Benevento! Dr. Belevento! Hey,
3: and I, you know, I try to bring the same thing. Like I've taken so much of that, and when I have my own gigs, I really try and recreate that. And my guitar player, Adam November, shout out to Adam November, has shout created out. a mini black baka out of a pelican case.
1: Hold on. So you're bringing this in the subways and shit?
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> Wherever, it's you, go. Wherever it's gotta go. Wherever it's gotta go. So you know, we try and we try and replicate the vibe and have it be a you know I mean it's an amazing thing when if you tour so much and you play so many shows that like when you come home you're like almost tour sick, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like the, that's an it's an I would,
0: amazing thing. I would love to see, like, one of you guys, like, a CAT scan of your brain, like, during tour, <laughs> it's at, a day up. after That's tour, dark, and then, like, God. a week after tour. So right. I'm saying when you guys have that crazy adrenaline rush, like, two days after, mm-hmm. is your brain doing the same thing it would have done Right
2: before you stepped on stage, it, I mean, I st- I'm up. I'll do the same. We go to sleep, and then at midnight, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging out with my wife. For like, it's like 9 p.m., I'm gonna go to bed. Yeah, I'm watching Netflix. This, this is great, you yeah. know. And then, yeah, like about midnight, you're like, hello, you know, all this energy you don't know what to do with, you know. And I'm up until like you know, five in the morning, like you would be until you get to the hotel or something. Totally, uh, same route, And it takes a minute, you know. We were off the road for like two months, and I got into the home vibe a little bit. More than I was on tour, yeah. and, you know, and then that that affected going back on the road. You know, it's like nine o'clock. I'm like, it's about <laughs> <time, laughs>
3: know? It's a constant yeah. readjusting. Yeah. Always, yeah. You know, you're yeah. readjusting from being home. You're readjusting from being on the road, and you know, it's. I wouldn't have it any other way. To be honest, and I, I, I love I, that.
1: Totally. Do you get anxiety?
3: Me? Ah, uh, I mean about what as much as the next guy (laughs) you know various stuff i'm i'm pretty chill for the most part like you know i feel like i kind of i can navigate all these things pretty well but yeah i get totally anxious about random shit stuff what's
1: the thing that's always on your mind that makes you anxious
3: (laughs) Karina on the spot. Karina on the spot. <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to pinpoint one singular thing, which I'm grateful for, you yeah, know, that's like that's awesome. you know, but things come and go. I don't get stage fright. I don't get whatever, but like, you know, if it's like a my tour, like with my band and I And the tour manager and, like, the mom and, like, the lead. Like, I get totally anxious about, like, is everything going to go right? And Is everybody happy? Are we good? Like, are people stoked to be doing this? Like, that type of shit. Yeah,
1: and I think that's also something that a lot of our fans don't realize is, like, we don't just work for just two hours. We're working for 15 hours. Like, it's hard to maintain a tour. It's hard to, like, market a tour and figure out how pre-sales are going and how... We're gonna market the next week's tour, and you know, and you're conf- while you're doing that, you're confirming your life for four months in advance because totally. you're getting shows for. It's like it's a nonstop thing. It's it's not just playing music and taking drugs. Yeah, the- <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Oh, but no, exactly. And like, actually, you know, ticket counts can make me nervous whether they're good or bad. Like, and it's sometimes- fucked up
1: because our this jam scene. It's a walk-up. 100%. So like, you'll be like, fuck, dude, we're at a 900-cap room. There's 100 pre-sales. What the fuck am I doing in this 900-cap <laughs> room? But all of a sudden, there's 600 people that show yeah. up. Like, So it's like, you know, you got to trust the universe. But jam fans, buy advanced tickets. I know we're potheads. <laughs> I know we're potheads. Just buy advanced tickets so we don't get that anxiety that no one's going to fucking show up to our shows. We know you're going to show up. I know it just a homie, pay the $3 fucking ticket. To Help see. Andy Frasco uh, yeah. with his anxiety. <laughs> I'm
0: Andy Frasco and I want you genius. to buy
1: a ticket. <laughs> I'm Andy Frasco and I want you to pre-sale tickets. <laughs> uh,
0: but all this conversation about anxiety and kind of the stresses of being on the road kind of segue perfectly into our next story. A Neil Kassel tribute album called Highway Butterfly is on its way. Andy, uh, your pal Dave Schools is co-producing yeah. um, and it's going to benefit mental health organizations like Music Cares and our friends at Backline and the Neil Casalk Music Foundation so kind of give me some inside scoop if you know a little bit about
1: this record dave i mean dave is so excited about this project i've never seen him really glow like this because you know neil is so fucking important to this scene mm-hmm. man and like for him to be misunderstood like that and it just breaks my heart and i don't want anyone to feel misunderstood and i know dave doesn't either so like him he, he's taking this thing on you know and like for neil's legacy and i think that's Fucking honorable of him. This
2: is all Neil's music too, right? I know. Yeah, I just read Very about it. Cool. yeah they've it's got, really got some beautiful. great
1: collabs that are coming on, and you know, for Dave to take the time to do this for a guy he loves is—I mean, he's got my vote, man.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I know, even just from a fan's perspective, losing Neil was incredibly heartbreaking. So, especially the musicians who knew him as well as someone like Dave did. Um, it must really be close to their heart. Did you guys ever really get to meet or hang out with Neil?
1: We hung out with Neil the day before we were at Lock. The Friday, the Well, we he circles passed. around the summer, right around. I was, I remember being like, "Man, I'd love
2: to meet Neil or something." I know Mark Levy, the drummer, mm-hmm. but I and mean, we just hung out with Mark, and just time went by, you know, and we
1: didn't get to, didn't yeah. get to have the meeting. like I saw oh, him mad, holding man. two guitar cases, kind of like, his, like heroically, just walking up a thing, and I, you know, now I look back at it like it kind of felt ghostly. Like he was, you know, fe- he was hurt, but um, he's such a legend to me. Like I, I'm not gonna be like, hey, how you feeling? How's your anxiety? Like, right. like yeah, right? you know, I don't know him that well. Like mm-hmm. I can say that to Karina because I've met you on my podcast. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Karina, if I'm blind. So <laughs> but like you know, but that's the thing. Like it's the same thing. Like as a fan, like what do you think triggered? Like, f- what do you think triggered that?
0: What what happened to Neil?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. I mean, from kind of what you guys are talking about, having to be that guy and being the always most put people, on a smile and being the most popular guy in the room and simultaneously being really alone and feeling really alone. And also, I think people get tortured by their genius sometimes. Um, I know even myself, and like I'm a blip on the radar compared to someone like Neil Casal. But like, I doubt myself. I have imposter syndrome often. Like, I'm always like, "What the hell am I doing here? Why am I talking to these three amazing musicians?" Um, so maybe he had something like that. I mean, I can't speak to um, anything for sure, but it's definitely heartbreaking. I went to his like funeral, basically, at the Capitol Theater, that four-hour yeah, show, oh and it was incredibly heartbreaking. Like, t- everyone was crying, myself included. They had his surfboards around the stage. Yeah. They had his jacket on uh, a chair with his guitar next to it. Uh. it. was You felt his spirit in the room, man. It was really, really fucking heavy. Um, but at least there's some, some uh, education and some understanding coming out of this incredibly gray cloud, the silver lining being places like Backline, who, including in this room, are putting uh, literature about mental health resources in every green room, mm-hmm. ideally, uh, around the country, especially ones that people within our scene frequent, um, and places like Music Cares that are resources for musicians. Um, do you guys feel like there are resources out there for you, or I, there needs to be like more? I feel
2: since things like this, it's, and unfortunately it takes things like this to happen, but to make it more aware. Yeah, because i am thinking of, it's, like... It's on the, you know, it's in, it's being talked about a lot more now
1: so yeah we're trying to pitch this thing where we uh you know how they have like like uh massage therapists we're gonna think about trying to get a therapy uh a therapist to be backstage and just have their own space and if people want to talk to someone because you know that's the one thing bad about the healthcare uh program is like you can't you can't get insured for therapy and mm-hmm. a lot of people can't afford a therapy because it's 200, 300. Like I pay fucking $250 a session. Jesus. And I'm broke as shit though. <laughs> I'm like I, I'm like spending half my salary to get better. Mm-hmm. And you know, and whatever it's going to take. I mean, like I don't want to be I don't want to suppress my feelings anymore. You know, I'm I don't want I don't want anything to happen like that cuz you know, you see guys like Neil and you see guys like even like you know, this isn't he wasn't depressed by Kobe Bryant the Kobe Bryant death we realized we're not a, we're, we're not immortal mm-hmm. and anything could happen so we might as well open up we might as well talk about how we feel just in case it's the last time you could talk to someone you know like it's fucking hard I mean any there.
2: kind of venting just in general if it's deep or not you know, when you're just pissed off and you're like man you're fuck that guy but yeah. then you're like right. okay on it's yeah. top of my chest i feel way fucking better yeah. so yeah. i think i think just saying things out loud can really really help in my just for me personally just hopefully for other people
3: yeah, yeah. yeah. and a shrink you know is a nonpartisan person
2: mm-hmm. in your
3: life you know Anonymous what i mean to you to okay. you yeah. meaning like you know you're not you know laying too much on your friend you're mm-hmm. not or or you know whether or not that's True, and the friend wants to hear it or doesn't want to hear it, or your parents or whoever it is yeah. like it's a non partisan
1: person. Yeah. You can like, talk shit about your mom for $250 an hour. Yeah. You they're can too. <laughs> Feel free. And they're like, oh, F-40 yeah, tell me shit. more. Tell me more. It's
3: great. It's great. I think that's important. I love the idea of having like a therapist backstage.
1: Yeah. If do you, you think it would be useful though? Do I, I think would it would have be been no, useful? Like, do you think people would use it? I'd go to. It but would, if you yeah, made it private and it made it, yeah. it's, you didn't like, oh, this guy's going to therapy. Yeah, that's right. You know? you know, that's the only thing that's kind of like we need to to be private. It need to be their sanctuary. That's true.
3: I think it would be useful. I think people would use it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, not every night. You know what I mean? Not every no, show. No, at
1: the festivals but, where yeah.
2: everyone's together. Absolutely. You know? You're having a rough day and at the festival and it's like, wow, that's
1: available.
3: Can
0: you
2: imagine yeah. Go jump in the trailer and. <laughs> But yeah, like we yeah.
1: work out, we work out our bodies, we work out, you know, our hearts. We work out. Yeah, our, our practicing. Why can't we work out our minds?
0: Yeah, and there's something to be said for it being free. I mean, when I was in college, I went to like the free therapy there because I was right. like, who who am I to turn down free therapy? I know, like, totally, yeah, <laughs> we yeah. all got shit to work out. Oh, was they really...
1: good? Was it good?
0: Therapy? Yeah, it was good. Although I went so many weeks in a row that she was like, I'm gonna recommend someone outside of the university <laughs> because <laughs> people are waiting in line. We got and I was intern like, Dallas. I like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was like, I pay a lot. Of money to go to this school. I will take you up on that free therapy yeah. as long as you will <laughs> have well, me. Shit. Well, shit,
1: it ain't free, dog. It's probably forty thousand. Exactly, for you don't therapy. still you pay paying student debt. Oh, come on. That's one thing too. Like, goddamn. I mean, I get it. Like, we grow debt. I mean, as a musician, you're not making a lot of money. So, if you want to start a family, you're gonna use a lot of your. You're gonna use a lot of credit cards. You probably have a lot of credit card debt. You probably have a lot of stress. You're never with your kids. You're never with your wife. I mean, mm-hmm. there's so much stuff that you're suppressing. And you still have to make every one of these people happy.
2: Yeah. And act like nothing's wrong. Also. And
1: act like nothing's wrong. And that's the same <laughs> problem with it's social media. Side. It's like we are force-feeding happiness even when we're not happy. And how can we fix that as a community? Because we're just becoming fake. Mm. It's like, well, I don't want to be fake. That's not the reason why we're doing art is to be our complete authentic self. So right.
0: Do you feel like an obligation, though? Because for a lot of people who don't go to therapy, concerts are their therapy. Yeah, they get their totally. wiggles out. They, you know, especially in the jam scene, a lot of people are emotionally connected to this music on a very really deep level. Do you feel like there's that's where some of that stress and anxiety comes from? The obligation of, like, I need to lead this congregation of people to Fuck yeah. reach their fucking ecstasy, you know? People
1: put musicians on pedestals mm. for their happiness. Fresco's you know? pretty honest on stage. he will be like, okay, I
2: feel like shit today. <laughs> and then halfway through, he's like, yo, man- Made me feel better, so, yeah. so it's like therapy both ways. I mean, you know, like
1: being honest about it. You know, I mean, if we didn't like this, we wouldn't be fucking <laughs> no. doing no. it. No. It's too hard. It's hard to not <laughs> love every inch of. Being on the road, being in your fucking, with your fucking front of house, dude. And yeah. like, having, having uh, the Chewbacca <laughs> fucking, uh. Chewbacca. Black Baca. <laughs> Black Baca. <laughs> Black Baca. <laughs> have Black Baca. And but like, it's, we're a family, you yeah. know? You have to have a family. And it, it, it's a, it's too important not to uh, be who you want to be, you yeah. know?
0: Well, speaking of family, our third story of the week. Damn, oh. segue.
1: <laughs> yeah! The Black Good Crows. Sex. Good, oh God. God. Kicking ass Good one, round, dude. I <laughs> appreciate that.
0: Um, the Black Crows have scheduled a Brothers of a Feather acoustic tour. Uh, they are hitting from February 12th to March 6th. A bunch of acoustic dates: uh, London, Amsterdam, and all across the U.S. Gentlemen, the most interesting part about this: it is February 10th. We are recording this. They are out on the road on February 12th. What are they thinking? Carry
1: the two over <laughs> under. When are they going to start beating the shit out of each Ooh, other? Ooh, and they'll still finish the tour though. I don't know. <laughs> so no.
0: apparently, Sean That's is our resident.
1: I, like, I love the Black
2: Cross. I love Black Cross. I, I would go see. I'm just as far as just the, the duo tour. They have like a version of them doing a, a rolling, roll, roll easy by little feet. Just the two of them Ooh. doing it. It's fucking kick ass, man. So
1: if it's anything like Sean, yes, you are in a band with your brother. How um, hard is played,
2: it? We butt heads here. Yeah, and there, how hard know? is
1: it to be in a band with your brother?
2: I wish we could play more music, like, way more often, honestly, to hopefully get to the level of beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> <laughs> the Black Crows, you know? I love my brother, but I mean, these guys, I mean, it's like, you got to give it up to them. They, they, they've broken the band up at like least six times. Yeah. shit, and they, they're back again, you know? Yeah. And they were, like, on, both on Howard Stern talking shit on each oh, other, yeah. like, six months before they got the other Black Crows back together. So then they were on there, and, like, you know, Howard's asking, he's like, Boys, I had you on here. Like, <laughs> how long is this gonna last? It's <laughs> 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 I not mean, good they have a whole new band, you know, now they fired those guys apparently already, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if they're on the tour I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking shit, but you know. Um yeah, but, I bet but it's it, hard, dude. Dude, it's hard. I mean To be in a business with they wrote, a family member. That's a lot of great songs. I mean, were they were hits and there's I'm a fan of songs that weren't hits too, but there's mm-hmm. that are just gorgeous tunes that they wrote, you know they wrote together. So yeah, they need each other, man. Yeah, Maybe yeah, they're yeah. like a positive, right. negative, mag- you know, you try to push the magnets together, oh. yeah. just push away from each other. Gotta
1: tape them on, but you need those magnets. Yeah, <laughs> man. I those mean, songs those, are those so songs are so fucking beautiful. So dope, man. Do
0: you have yeah. any siblings,
1: Andy? I have two older sisters. Yeah. Would,
0: you, would you think you guys would be a good little family oh, band? Oh, no, <laughs> no, <it's all laughs> no, <it's
1: all laughs> no, I love them. Shout out Mel, shout out Steph, but <laughs> fuck <laughs> that dude couldn't do it.
2: There's nothing like me making music with your family, though. I mean, I know a lot of bands that are like that Like I know some bluegrass bands. This one out of Missouri, Big Smith. They're three sets of brothers that are all cousins, and their harmony is fucking Mm -hmm. insane. It's like just naturally built in there, and they all grew up singing gospel music, anyways. And like, yeah, my brother and I, we have like a similar timbre. You know, and things like that, and just like, no, no, isn't please, Billy
1: uh, going out with his dad or something? Did he go on tour with his Billy Strings? Billy strings. Oh, he did the oh, yeah, family thing,
0: yeah, yeah, they just announced a tour. Uh, I can't remember cool. for the life of me what they called it, but it's like Family Strings or something. And Billy, uh, Billy, and his father, if you YouTube it, anyone at home, like the amount you could tell that's where he got his chops. Yeah. His dad cool, is like man. an older dude and can still just fucking lay it down, yeah. like he's he teachin- had a hard life. Oh, Billy, Billy, yeah, yeah Billy in Michigan, right?
1: Yeah, it was. You know, did meth and he's like a, shit. He's like a real
0: like, blue collar and even no collar hero. Like, he came up out of nothing. And I'm proud for of him. him, man. That's, I, that's,
1: you know, that's psychedelic hard, bluegrass, man. I didn't realize it's like the same thing as the opioid epidemic or mm-hmm. the meth epidemic, like in these Midwest towns where, you know, they feel like there's nothing. They got nothing left. And that's fucked up. And for him to f- have the struggle of that through of living out there and fighting through the, all that addiction stuff and like, Kicking ass and mm-hmm. shit. Oh, shout out, Yo, shout yeah. out the fucking Billy Street. <laughs> right here. <guys>. Yeah. <laughs> My God. And in turn,
2: he's, like, inspiring people to get their shit together and go play music themselves and stop doing, like, you know. No, he's it,
1: it's yeah, he's, a, it's, it's inspiring. Cool. Yeah, it's a because, beautiful
0: thing, truly. Yeah. Have, you yeah. ever, uh, have you ever seen the video of him at, like, a house party in Michigan playing yeah. Dustin yeah. and Maggie? Yeah,
1: he's in a kid. Yeah, he's, yeah. like,
0: like literally there's one dude in the room who's, That's like, killer. dancing, and it's Billy playing a song that now he plays in front of thousands of people That's sold cool. out at the Capitol Theater. It's right. insane.
1: You know? That's what I'm saying. Like we got to keep our fucking musicians alive.
0: Oh, yeah. Shout out to
1: Backline, too, yeah. for Disney. Right, we'll right. Backline.
0: A- if, if anyone at home wants to learn more about Backline, their website is backline.care, whether that's musicians or fans or anyone who wants to reach out to he- mental health resources amazing amazing rapidly growing uh resource for people it's very cool and
1: it's not just for the fan or not just for the musicians it's for the fans too if you guys need help fucking talk to us I mean karina you're available I'm available not single but you're available <laughs> but her you n- her number I number mean? is five <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know what I'm saying we're here like we're not that far away you know you you might be in our Instagram like, uh, like, the, not in our pr- primary, but like, I look through that shit. And I read people. People read
2: me up. I don't believe believe it. He looks at everything. I look it's at it, everything. sees it all.
1: I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm like a fucking hawk. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, it's not just for, it's for the fans, too. You know, we know how much music means to you, so fucking communicate with us. We're here for you. It's true. It's yeah.
0: beautiful. I, I think on that note, gentlemen, we are coming near the end of our road, so usually we end every episode with... What we call a weekly shout out where someone phones in, but you guys are live in person. So why don't you get up here, plug some shows? Okay. What, do you, what do you want to let the people know?
1: We're doing a Royal Rumble with the Big Something. Big yes. Something. Ding, ding, ding. This tour has been fucking insane. The shows have been selling out. We have a comedian and we, it's a wrestling theme so we have we had Billy strings sit in with a wrestling oh. mask we have all these guys all. who they've been sitting in every night we don't tell who the sit-in is until we unveil them at <laughs> Doom and Flamingo and Charleston yeah said Doom Flamingo Huge. the leftover was gonna do it and we got a sick one at the Brooklyn Bowl we got I, I'm not gonna tell you who. But, uh, this Saturday I try to get Karina, but she's like, "Fuck that, I ain't wrestling." I, <laughs> 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 I would have loved to. I would have loved to. No, All
3: bullshit aside, I, I would have loved to.
1: Karina, you're, you're the goat. My man, you're the goat.
3: You're the goat. Really? No, you're the goat.
1: How old are you, Karina?
3: Twenty-six.
1: That's what I'm talking about. You're the fucking goat. Yeah. Oh, Seriously, you're a really good bass player, and like Thanks. people, you're gonna blow up. You're gonna be huge. You're already huge in the scene, but like past that like i just respect you you yo i
3: respect you too my friend i would have loved to sat in with you this saturday at the brooklyn bowl buy your tickets buy Buy your tickets tickets. (laughs) buy your tickets but i am playing at the bell house also in brooklyn saturday it's something called freaks ball it's sold out don't get your tickets (laughs) don't get get people she's like
1: (laughs) that's sold out fuck it (laughs) It has, it has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with me. That uh, freaks that, those, that freaks online thing is really cool. Everyone is yeah. that's a super supportive. Without community. the freaks,
3: I would be nothing. They literally buy tickets. They're Talk about people buying tickets in advance. The freaks really do. Shout it.
1: out to the freaks. Yo, Shout out to the freaks.
3: They're amazing. We love the freaks list. We love fucking Aaron Stein. We love all you cats. I they're fucking right?
1: love this machine. The
3: Rodecaster <laughs> Pro. <laughs>
1: Oh my god, it's so tight. All right, time.
3: Anyway. Saturday, Brooklyn, Saturday Bowl. Brooklyn Bowl. I can't be there. I make would have something. loved to have luchadored it up with you guys. Yeah. I really would've. But I'm sure you have something way doper than We should
1: me. do a tour with Marco and, or if you with your band. Let's
3: go. Hell yeah. How do we make this happen?
1: Royal, <laughs> Royal Rumble Part Two. <laughs> Karina Reichman indie, no, This like Saturday. Awesome. <laughs> at the Super Center.
3: I super fly at your ass every night yeah. from a rafter, and that's it. That's the whole show. Yeah, because we're
1: doing like ladder matches where we're jumping off tables and shit. We're doing our own crowd no, it's, surfing this this basketball like, hoops dude, and shit. It's this is like amateur <laughs> porn. So it's, just like, it's like, you don't know what to expect. Low budget, but it's <laughs> sure as <is> fuck. <laughs>
3: Everyone loves it. (laughs) Something for
0: everybody. You guys have like a lawyer or something? Someone who just is nervous the entire show that someone's going to break their neck? My
1: foot (laughs) has stitches. Our... Comedian dislocated his finger last night from jumping. Shit to is table. real. It's real.
3: It's very punk rock. It, it is it's like y'all are like, yeah, totally. It's like you know, in the jam world, if you will. But y'all are fucking pioneers of punk in my head. We're trying it's full contact rock and roll. It's full blown. you full blown, yeah. <laughs> and I like it a lot. I yeah, like it a lot. I mean,
1: Marco's jumping up on his fucking piano and <laughs> shit. Like you guys are punk rock too. Dog. His
3: father comes to me and he says, "Karina, you uh, you have a direct line to my son," <laughs> and I have told him this. Quite a bit, but he just does not listen to me. Tell him, he is forty-two, not twenty-two anymore.
1: Sit down.
2: He needs
3: to <laughs> stop jumping off the piano.
1: <laughs> Cue uh, so, Godfather yeah. music like yeah. her, that yeah.
3: Nope, that was not Godfather <laughs> <laughs> music. <laughs> oh, it could be. It could be.
1: <laughs> uh, thanks for having us, guys. guys, thank you so much. You. I want to
3: remind everyone
0: to sign up for the Relics Daily Seven at relics.com/daily. Subscribe to Relics Magazine, the best. Magazine in the goddamn world. God Relics.com <laughs> slash subscribe. Ron Jeremy the
1: <laughs> 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 Got that big dick, dog. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Follow us on Instagram <laughs> at Three from the Seven. Email us at RafandKarina at gmail.com. Three from the Seven is brought to you by Relics Media Group. Our engineer is Will Schwerd. Hashtag Schwerd Up. The, yeah. man, the man, the man, the legend. boy. That's
1: She's cutting this right now. Sean,
0: thank you so much for joining us. Andy, thank you so much for joining us. Final words, guys? Do you want to just send us out? Uh, Send us off.
1: um, Whatever you want to do in your life, just fucking do it. Doesn't matter if your mom or dad hate the idea. Just be who exactly you want to be. Beautiful. Fuck yeah. Have a wonderful week, everybody. (laughs) Bye-bye.